Boo Roaches! I'm Todd Tondera. Welcome to my thrifting audio diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, good garbage, and all around helpful items I could utilize in my daily life. My mission is to do all this while spending the least amount of money. Each week on the show, I invite a friend to thrift with me. We gather a haul, drag it back to the studio to tell you all about it. This week on the show, I welcome my co-host, Josh Lascalorkin. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. Boo, it's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? say boo so you know i'm a ghost that's that's how we know it's halloween time it is halloween time still and this will probably be the second of four episodes this month that we do yeah maybe some more mini episodes yeah there's gonna be some mini episodes coming up too so we're gonna have a lot of fun and we did before we recorded figured out sure there's 31 days in halloween but I think there's like five weeks. Yeah, I almost went into ghost voice by accident yeah. there. Five weeks. Five more weeks of this mess. Ooh. Right off the bat, thriftypodcast.com went live this week. Big time. So if you haven't subscribed to the show, thriftypodcast.com has all your subscribing and streaming needs. And while you're there, um, because it's like a forward right to the iTunes site, Write a nice review on iTunes. Five stars only. Yeah. None of that four-star crap. Six-star Meltzer review. I'm okay with that. But yeah, we're not going four stars. Just write a five. Just do the deed. Yeah. Just write a five-star review. Over the top. Going into the, the Halloween haul of this week, we're going to talk about some masks. Yeah. We got a, a couple, a creepy one and a uh, another one. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. And, and a regular mask. First off, we're gonna we're gonna start hot here. What I have in my hand is a 2012-2013 Kane mask. Kane the wrestler from the WWE. Yeah, this was uh this is one of Kane's better masks. One of his better masks. And I was looking into the whole mask ordeal. Like I didn't realize, and I guess I should have. But because I was trying to find the the beats on this thing and how much it is, all that kind of fun stuff that we like to do. Do you know that like one in eighty nine wrestling fans attempt to make a cane mask? What? what one in eighty nine wrestling fans? About one in eighty nine ha- makes makes time to try to make a cane mask. Why wouldn't you just buy one? They're like ten dollars. I don't know. Well, this one isn't ten dollars. So you may re- regret giving me this. This actually came as a three-pack. It came with a Rey Mysterio mask, a Sin Cara mask, and this sealed eBay 
they go for $130. With all three? All three sealed. So this is, you know, it's probably what? You got to say like 20, 30? Yeah. Something like that. As I was looking through like eBay and everything like that, there's so many like homemade cane masks. And some people go on about it to the point where they're actually like lying because it's like clickbait because there's so many cane masks and the industry right now is just soiled with cane. I didn't know that this was a whole underground market of bootleg homemade cane masks. Everybody's trying to make their cane. And I've seen ones that are like best, like they'll even say like best one out, click this one, best one here, best cane mask here. And there's like a lot, he wore a lot of different masks over his years. So like there's a lot to go from. Yeah. But this particular mask, 2012-ish cane, is actually when they first... Were you watching at the time? Because I think you may have just got back into wrestling at that point, right? I think that was, like, right before my break ended. But, like, I know some of the things that happened during the time. Well, during this time, because cane was first unmasked in, I think, 2003 or 4. Yeah, it was pretty early. I remember that. Yeah. Well, in 2012, they were like, let's put the mask back on. And we know from serial killers that once you put the mask back on, you're a serial killer again. You go right back to it. So Kane put the mask back on, and for a short period of time, he, he had a finisher that was a submission. It was like he, if you remember the mandible claw that Mankind did? Yeah. He did that, but it was more, it was weirder. He, he did that, but it had like, a, he did it with a rag. So it was like chloroform, sort of. It was like the idea of chloroform. Where do you keep a rag? He would just like, it. well, it was like a plot device because there'd just be rags around. So it'd be like, oh, here's a rag. Time for me to do my thing. It's weird. So he did his dizzle. This um, is why I was taking a break was dumb shit like that. <laughs> well, that's the time when John Cena, for all you non-wrestling fans, which is hopefully most of you, so you're going into this dry but John Cena was, uh, Kane was telling him to embrace the hate. Embrace the hate, John Cena. And so Cena would like mug to the camera and then make faces like the Grinch from the, uh, the, what's the, the, where's he, Whoville. Whoville. So, um, yeah, he would just like contort his face and the fans would be like, whoa. And that was like when. John Cena going to go heal? Yeah, that was the, the biggest like, John Cena, is he finally going to do yeah, it? Kane's going to turn him to the dark side. And then just like all the other monster heels that the WWE creates, they made Kane cool again for like, God, it felt like two months only. And he ate shit. Because John Cena uh, did his finishing move, the AA, right through the top of an ambulance. Hmm. And then Kane got his, took his mask back off and became corporate Kane. Uh, so this is the last best mask. The last best mask of Kane. Okay. It's often imitated. Uh, That's got to be a hard one to make because it's, it's got a weird fleshy texture. Yeah, it's often imitated, but this is this is the real deal. And one of the first finds that you ever found for me. Yeah, I was like, hey, here's some wrestling shit. No, you're into this. And that was it. Yep. And boom. then we were pretty much friends after that. Sealed. Best friends for life. That's gotta be. That's gotta be Kane. That's gotta be Kane. The next <laughs> mask on the mask agenda today. This actually is an old style plastic mass hard plastic yeah it's the the kind that like would accompany like the the vinyl apron costume exactly you got it we're looking at 
a Batman mask from 1993. And you could feel how light it is. So where we shop, again, it's it's a, like outlet prices. So it's by the pound. So this scrawny little Batman mask was basically free. 93 is the same year that Batman Mask of the Phantasm came out. Have you ever seen Batman Mask of the Phantasm? I haven't, but I was going to say this looks like animated Batman. Yeah, it's animated Batman. And I remember uh, in grade school, uh, you, you're from like like central PA. You, well, you're from Michigan originally. Well, like, you lived well, in central I was PA. born here, grew, spent some time in Michigan. And, and then, then came back. Moved back, yeah, like Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania area. Yeah, I'm from there. And in your like when you're grade school and you're growing up, did you guys do like Halloween parties and stuff like that in school? Um we were allowed to dress up certain years, but then there were other years like occasion because it was a small town, so occasionally you get like some religious kids who, you know, their parents will throw a fit and be like, You allow them to dress up. Um but so yeah, they put had, the kibosh on it sometimes. Yeah, we had Halloween parties and like you, you were allowed to like wear certain things in high school, like no masks and stuff because nine eleven. And then you know, um, but it, that, it was much fun. Or much don't cover fun. your face at all, regardless of what you believe in. It's nine eleven, folks. Right, right. We can't have anybody covered up. So um, yeah, it was a lot of fun when we were little, but yeah, mm-hmm. it lost some of its charm. Well, when I the reason why I mentioned that is because when I was uh, like a, a little kid, I went to Catholic school, as you probably know. Mm-hmm. Um, and for whatever reason, there was no that you could that you could wear anything. There were some years, give or take, that they'd rather you not wear masks. But overall, you sort of wore masks. And that mask right there, that Batman mask from '93, I didn't have that, but somebody in my class did wear that. It was this kid Charlie, and Charlie was like a c- cool friend, but. He was a he was also a great character actor. So every Halloween he would dress up in, you know, a different costume and then he would be that character. But some years he would beat me up because like he would be a character that would like beat up people. So he he went full bore on it. He's like, I'm not wearing a costume. Yeah. I'm a method actor and I'm getting into this. This yeah. is who I am now. And the one year, uh, unbeknownst to me, his Batman year I dressed up as the Riddler. Oh. And so when I came to school and I was like, well, I hope Charlie doesn't wear like, I don't want to be, because he beat me up as a ninja. He beat me up as just like a ghoul one year. And I'm like, I got to get out of this. If he's a ghoul and he's like, oh, ghouls beat people up, Charlie may be borderline on that. Yeah, I don't know. And so I was the Riddler one year, and then I looked over, and he was he was Batman. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Darkest night is no, coming. No, And uh, so, yeah, he, he chased me around that year. And what I was happy about is the fact that uh, – he, for whatever reason, he wanted to, he had like a cool bat belt and he was doing like invisible bat belt things. Mm-hmm. So I would just have to sell for him. Right. He's like, oh, I have anti-Riddler spray. Yeah. Psh. So I was just like, wow, the year. And in my head, I was like, the year that hand-to-hand combat would be really good. Oh. Did you have a cane as the Riddler to fend him off with or? Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't know that I had a cane, but I had a stuffed walrus dressed as a pumpkin. Wait, this is the Ralph, the, Ralph, the yeah. walrus that you were in love with. <laughs> yeah, still in love with. Yeah. So uh, this could be Charlie's Batman mask, for all you know. I don't know. I don't know if Charlie's out there now, but uh, man, I got beat up by him some years. One year, uh, speaking of goosebumps, R.L. Stein, that stuff. 
I went as you probably don't remember that, but Curly, he was the skeleton. He was the skeleton. And no. your eyes tell me you don't remember, and that's fair because I was bullied because people didn't know what that is. And what even, book was he from? He was one of the Goosebump characters. He was a character in the universe. He wasn't in the books. He's like the Crypt Keeper of – well, no, because the Crypt Keeper wasn't shit. Well, Curly was the person that would, like, be on all the merchandise and all, like, the sales pitch guy. No one knew who it was. Trust I, me. Yeah. I read a were... lot of Goosebumps, and I have no idea who the fuck Charlie <laughs> uh, Or so, Curly. Curly. <laughs> yeah. And so – but Curly had a costume. And what I did, because I'm like, I, I'm not selling it. People just think I'm a skeleton. And I'm like, I'm no fucking skeleton. I'm a specific skeleton. So I Curly have a top hat. No. Or, okay. I don't know. Yeah. And so what I in my if my sister's listening, she's going to remember what I did to sell this is I carried around a goosebump book and act like I was reading it because I'm like, you now put it in the universe. Okay. Now do that. Did that help? Well, it helped and it hurt. I'll say still no one knew what I was so doing. So was like, why the fuck are you reading on Halloween? Yeah, <laughs> it was more so that. But we did a like a Halloween parade. And this Halloween parade would go like you'd march around the school. So I was like, perfect. I get my book out. I'll read the book during the parade. It's going to it's gonna sell well. People are going to love this. They're going to be like, it's curly. And it's finally going to give the, the great character the recognition he deserves. Didn't think that if I was reading the book, I couldn't really walk in front of me. So I was tripping and shit. Ah. I was falling over. So in front of dozens of fans... I was just falling over myself. See, it's embarrassing when you get a Halloween costume that nobody gets. Like, mm -hmm. I dressed up as the Second Amendment and went to my corporate job <laughs> one time. <laughs> nobody had did it. you need a book? Did you need a, a a book to get the the point over? No, I had. Um, I wanted to do like bear arms, but I couldn't find bear paws. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I bought two teddy bears <laughs> and I stuck my arms through them and I had made like furry sleeves. Yeah, and you did. I had an America shirt on yeah, you and did. furry sleeves with bear arms and an NRA hat. Oh, good. And so like the boss goes around and like this was like a corporate finance job and she's going around and taking pictures of everybody to send out an email to oh, the nice. other offices. And uh, she comes over to my desk, and the guy next to me is just wearing, like, uh, an Oscar the Grouch or an Elmo shirt. It was a Sesame Street shirt. Him and his family had dressed up <laughs> like that. And now he's like, this, fuck it, this is my costume. And yeah. uh, and I was like, I'm I'm very liberal. I'm going to be the Second Amendment. Oh. And so she comes over to take my picture, and she goes, and you are? And I went, I'm the Second Amendment. And Ooh. she goes, oh, click and then just walks away without a fucking word. You're just ready to unpack all this cool stuff and and enlighten her and make sure she's woke and she's just like, yeah, cool. Okay. It made total sense when they moved my position to another state. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, who should we go? How about the asshole in the NRA hat? At least you didn't have to get beat up by Charlie every Halloween. No, I had brothers, so I got the shit kicked out of me every other day. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween was the day you bonded. Yeah, we got off that day. Um, but thankfully enough that, uh, into my young adult life, uh, I, I don't have Charlie Halloweens anymore, but if Charlie's listening, which I haven't talked to him in probably 20 years, it's fine, man. I'm over it. But you did beat me up on Halloween a lot. We have your Batman mask if you're looking for it. <laughs> Riddle me this. What kind of a man has bats on the brain? 
<laughs> Moving away from the masks, I actually have a board game. And there was a board game haul at the outlet today. I only managed to get one of the four. Deb actually grabbed them. That's the lady with the curly hair. And God, she's like in the league of her own right now, just screaming and shit. Yeah, just hollering all over, like volunteering commands to people. Get out of the... Hey! Hey! Yeah, and then she is still obsessed with when they do wheel the new stuff out. She's obsessed with thinking that it's been there for days. And it may have been. <laughs> she she has so many conspiracy theories as to why. Because she's there all the time. So mm -hmm. she has nothing to do other than like peek through windows and like look in back rooms and stuff. While so, she's like not out there yelling at people. So she had three or four different board games that all came with the figurines. And she did a little, like, humble brag, but it wasn't too, too bad. Because she's like, hey, do you, you, you see any of this stuff? Is any of this stuff good? Any of that stuff? Uh -huh. And she knows, and I'm just like, well, I'm not really... My corner of nerddom isn't in board games. Not really. We've had a board game on the show before, but, mm -hmm. like, not... It's also, often. like, Pittsburgh-centric and stuff like that. Yeah, but, that was a special thing for me. But this, this board game that I got, it's called Battleground, Crossbows, and Catapults. And it's complete. And if you got to think at a Goodwill, if you're finding something complete, you want to take a chance on it. And it does have some sort of like hand, like fist punch through it. Like the front of the box there has like as if somebody like smacked it. Yeah, it's got or something just kind of, you know, dropped on it. But for 36 pieces to all be in here. And that particular one is from 2007. And actually, it's up to in the box. It goes for like uh, complete, uh, sealed. It goes for like f like forty, fifty bucks. It's got upgrades and things. This is like a whole universe of. Mm -hmm. uh, there's like little guys, and then you take these disc things and just catapult to knock down their walls. Yeah, like it hostage says, towers. It says carefully p place your weapons and warriors to take out your opponent's forces and defensives. Nice night. You either be knights or you be orcs. Load up the elastic-powered weapons to launch the battle discs to do the maximum damage to your opponent's side. Use your moves to strategically place your warriors and weapons to both defend your castle and attack your enemy. Aim for the flags and win bonus lives. So it's sort of like angry birds, but... With orcs. With orcs and knights. So I think at some point I want to do like a board game episode, and I think that would be like a good one to do because it's going to be quick... Um, there's going to be a lot of smashing, a lot of noises. Yeah, I uh, I got dibs on the orcs. Fair enough. And the first edition of Crossbows and Catapults actually came out in 1983. That doesn't surprise me because this is like, it's not overly complicated, but it's a really cool idea. And the little like add-ons for it, I was looking on the back there. Mm -hmm. I mean, this was probably a good cash cow for people who were into it. Like, you could have a massive setup of this. I was pretty happy about it because I know when you saw that I got it, I found a thrift store couch and I was like, opened everything and counted the pieces and everything like that. And I'm, that's still there. Now, I don't know what Deb got in her share, but I'm happy with just this one. I think that that one's, yeah, probably one of the better ones that were out there. Because I saw, you know, some of them are just like sorry and trouble mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But yeah, to get a good like niche one like this is awesome. Something that needs work, though. It's tagline. A fantasy battle could be played on any flat surface. You can just call it a fantasy battle. Play it anywhere. 
You that, can, you that's fantasy. To, yeah, it's fantasy. You, it doesn't have to be a flat surface. You can put this on a fucking shoebox on the floor mm-hmm. and, like, have a little mountain that your guys are up on. Like, have some creativity if you're going to make it a fantasy. With a slice of pizza in my fantasy world. Speaking about fantasy worlds, we're about to take a break into our own 4-2-0. The second act of the show again will be Spookwill. For another spooky story, don't touch that dial. See you after the break. dumpster didn't stop me. Crashing me into a tractor trailer didn't stop me. Don't you get it? There is nothing that can stop me. But I'll give you one last chance. That last chance is at Survivor Series. But Shane, you won't stop me either. Because there is nothing that I won't do to you. There's nothing I won't do to anybody. There is no line that I will not cross. There is no amount of suffering which I will not inflict in order for you to feel my pain. I won't hesitate to reach inside your guts rip out your intestines and then to jam them down your throat! Shane, Survivor Series will be the end for you! But your pain, your pain has just begun.
Welcome back to Spookwill. I like I added a trip. I my ghost is slowly becoming a Triple H ghost, where it just goes <laughs> at the end. So, Spook Will's back for its second week, and if you're new to the show, the second half of these episodes, all October, are going to be spooky stories about ghosts attached to haunted items, maybe ghosts in some thrift stores. Spook Will 2, Electric Spookaloo. It's the Electric Spookaloo this week. So, this story comes out of Texas this week, so right away you have to think, interesting place. Yeah, love killing people there. Many of us have gone past the Texas thrift shop on East Veterans in Killeen, Texas. But did you know? Many people think it's haunted. Years ago, this thrift shop used to be a bookstore. The ghost hunters at BackpackReverse.com talked to a few people who said they've had encounters with at least one ghost on the property. I'll ask questions about this website later. BackpackReverse.com? I feel you. It was a stormy day in Killeen, Texas, when a woman came into, and they put this in quotes, Hastings Books, (laughs) to get out of the downpour. The story goes that she stood in the lobby looking out the window at the rain when suddenly she shot herself right in the bookstore. Wow. The people in the shop, along with the employees, erupted in panic. The woman did not survive the gunshot. Fast forward to today recent times people have mentioned that they've seen a woman in now the hastings books ghost they're calling which is not a great hastings books ghost no that's you could do better than that i i can understand why the spirit doesn't want to move on yeah gotta have a nice title killian literary ghost a man named joel says he walked down the aisle in the now thrift shop one day only to feel something hard make contact with his foot he describes a feeling of his foot running into something solid but he saw nothing he went across the store to look at a circular rack of shirts as he flipped through the clothing he felt the same sensation on his foot again he just keeps kicking the racks maybe he's just keep kicking the racks clumsy bastard Joel says he looked down to see a hand come out of the bottom of the clothing rack. He was helpless and couldn't move. He claims she crawled over him until she was face to face with him and began to snarl. Joel swears she had a sharp, pointy, blood-stained teeth. He tried his best to get away, but that's when he remembers something's That's when he remembers someone saying his name over and over. He describes it almost like waking up from a dream to find the thrift store employees standing over him. Joel says, off to the side of the employees, he caught a glimpse of the demon girl crawling away. He lost time during that encounter. If you're a demon, why do you have to crawl? There are better ways to travel. So he, it seems like the demon pulled him down under the coat rack, crawled over him, 
And that's when he lost time. And that's when they're like, Joel, Joel, come back to us. So this brings the question, have you ever submitted yourself to a ghost before? No, I've submitted myself to a lot of things that I wish were just spiritual memories. <laughs> but not so much a ghost. Never an actual ghost, no. The reason why I bring it up, because it seems that pe- people who accept ghosts into their lives are the ones who see ghosts. Now, does that debunk ghosts, or does that prove ghosts true? See, I'm very skeptical of ghosts, but I've seen, I think I've told you, you know, the Mrs. Soffel, uh, mm-hmm. in here in Pittsburgh. But I think just, I don't know. I think you can, if you believe in, I, I think it certainly makes you more likely to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that situation, I don't know. Because, I mean, I've known people who have just, like, like in real life had succubi, succubus encounters. Succubus. Yeah, and suck like, you by. have told me about them, and I was like, you know, sh- absolutely straight face, like I fucked a ghost, and I'm just like, did you? Did like, you fuck a ghost? And it happened numerous times. But I think the thing is, is I don't think that you could fuck a ghost until you admit that you're fucking a ghost. See, I think because if you don't believe in ghosts, you're not fucking ghosts. You feel me? Just argue semantics. I think the ghosts fucks you. I don't think, you know, like, you can't go on ghost Tinder and pick one out. They've got to be into you. Mm -hmm. But I think if you realize you're fucking a ghost, does it stop? Or, like, does that make it... That's a great question. A real thing. That's a great question. My only experience with ghost sex is, like, when Sigourney Weaver gets possessed in Ghostbusters. And that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I don't have any other knowledge of it. Okay. Well, I... I'm trying to open myself to submit to ghosts more, because I'm a f- I'm I'm someone who believes in ghosts, but I st- I want to get deeper this year into ghosts, and let and submit myself to ghosts, and I think that I might do like a seance thing that invites ghosts into my body. Lights this. an incense and a candle before you go to bed. I'm gonna go full bore this year. Yeah, draw a pentagram on the floor and just sleep in the middle. Yeah. This story, this ghost, the Hastings books ghost. There's another tale about this ghost. Okay. Does it is... All right. Well, let's just get into it. I don't want to ask too many questions. The ghost of the Hastings book struck again in Killeen, Texas. A man named John said he saw the ghost one early evening. He said he was rummaging around the clothes racks, and from inside the clothes racks, he heard someone speaking. The voice was too low to hear, and he thought nothing of it. He thought he was probably making it up. As he walked away from the rack, he heard something hit the floor. I'm going to say what it is, but what do you think that is? Drowning pool? No, not in this particular instance. He peered inside the clothes racks, and all he saw were a handful of bullets on the ground. He reached over to grab them, but when he did, he realized that he may have been hallucinating because there were no longer bullets on the ground, so they disappeared in front of him. Okay, so they think and then gone. Mm Mm-hmm. Around the same time, he heard someone scream from the back of the store. It was a woman, and she claimed she saw a girl with orange hair run through the store, past the toys, and into the back, where she then disappeared. Where's the girl with orange hair coming to play? She's not the demon lady. That's what they think, that she has orange hair. That was only revealed on that story. 
Okay. So, the the time he heard something hit the ground, because he heard something rustling around or voices in there, in the clothes rack now, and now he went inside the clothes racks. There was bullets on the ground. He went, what? And he went to touch them, and, and they're they weren't not there. there. And then he heard a woman scream, and she was like, some demon ghost ran by me with orange hair and disappeared. See, that's disjointed. Like, it was... She was very intimidating in the first story, but now she's running away. Like, but the bullet shit. The bullet shit. Yeah, the, it's disjointed. Like the back half and the first half. Like that first half. Yeah, with the bullets. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's the same circular clothes rack, which yeah. is what I imagine it to be. It might not be, but I like to think that her. I would like is. to think that that's what it was. Yeah. yeah because like, as a kid, everybody kind of remembers hiding in those. Mm-hmm. You know, like you kind of hid in there, and I know. I used to, well, I used to hate going shopping with my family. Oh, it was awful. It was like, I can't tell you. Like, I've been hap- I've been unhappy my entire life. And boy, those were some bad moments. Yeah. We used to hide by the mirrors and yeah. like, reach out and grab people. Yeah. And, like, just to fuck with people. We didn't have anything better to do. Like, I just Abracadabra, reach yeah. out and grab you. There were th- my mom was a single mom with three kids for most of her life. Like, mm-hmm. when I was the youngest, I could sneak away and fuck with people. And then, like, you know rejoin yeah my mom is a single mom with two kids but the thing about our family and going shopping was we would do it like three times a year two three times a year it was like the big shopping trip where you would get yeah and that's why Mm -hmm. it was so awful it's because like we didn't see the light a day yeah, you didn't go shopping for an hour. You went shopping. It was like a whole all day, and you went to numerous places. You went, yeah, and I w- I couldn't stand it because it's like we've had like all our shopping, just like well, we haven't done anything, and this is the time of year that we're gonna have to. So we went out there, and since we didn't go out much, like you said, it's just like we had to go to every store because who knows the next time we're gonna be out. Mm-hmm. And so I would like hide in clothes racks and stuff like that. Now I've never been a ghost in clothes racks. No, I've never, I was never into, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I read about ghosts and, you know, like, scary stories to tell in the dark and that kind of stuff when I was younger, but, like, I never wanted to be a ghost. Yeah. A point to make, and I'm going to throw this out to the universe and also the roaches, which is our universe. Kids see, like, ghosts more, it seems like that's the whole thing, right? Kids see ghosts, like, more so than adults, like. I think that's the, yeah, I don't know. Pets and kids see ghosts more than adults do ghosts kids hide ghosts are said to hide do you think it's because they're hiding in the same spot no i think the reasoning between like the ghosts and the kids is because kids are less judgmental and more accepting Mm -hmm. of it and because they have no bias there's an innocence yeah where they they just accept things for what they are you know like when you're a kid and you close your eyes, you put your hands over your ass, the world disappears, the world disappears, you know? Like it's you gone. Just, you just accept that, you know, your cognitive dissonance. And I think maybe ghosts take a look at kids because they're more malleable. Because, like, I'm a ghost. We we both have one-track mind. So if I want to jump on the bed with you, that's pretty easy to get you to do it. I just yeah. do it, and then you do it. Or maybe ghosts think that children are tastier like humans could be, eat could be veal veal is a higher price than regular beef yeah maybe we're just like i'm gonna eat this tasty little child because old people are sick and you know. they yeah bait like little kids are the veal of humans 
That's to, so ghosts. <laughs> to ghosts. To ghosts. To ghosts. To ghosts. <laughs> to ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. They're just, they're in the market for, for veal. Like, uh. They're in the market for veal. That's all that is. Yeah. That's in the BFG. Um. Uh-huh. That's the giants eat kids because they're tastier than mm. regular people. Yeah. I want to live in the universe. Say this whole apparent suicide happened. It happened. It mm-hmm. wasn't apparent. It did happen. And walked into the thrift store. She looked out the window. It was raining. She shot herself. It seems as though that this demonic being in the in the in the thrift shop here, um, it's it's that of like a, a nasty spirit. And it's weird because it's like, why why is it mad at the thrift store sort of? And that's the thing, like, if Cause this... Because the story we heard in the first Spook Will is somebody... It was, like, a little girl that watched over the thrift store. Yeah, she was kind of like a helpful ghost. This is the counter of it, because you have to mm-hmm. escalate it for the sequel. But in this particular instance, if the woman just went in and shot herself yeah. on a, a regular day, mm-hmm. she had to have driven there, you know? It's yeah. fucking expansive Texas, you know? Yeah. You're not going to walk around, but... I think it would be easy to identify who she was, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. she's not some Jane Doe that drove in Mm -hmm. a licensed and registered car. Yeah, right. And also, there would be proof of what actually happened. That would make the news. Ultimately, what actually happened. Now, the, the girl that was haunting the thrift shop in last week's episode... That, that it may have been, I feel like she may have attached herself to an object, and then that object was bought to the thrift store. And who knows what that object is? Some things at thrift stores are on the shelves for 10 years. Some are on the shelf for a day. Yeah. So I, in this case, I don't think that our spirit that's haunting this shri- thrift shop is attached to anything more than the building. I think this it's is the a building yeah, situation. This is a location, not an item kind of thing. So yeah. I think if it wasn't a thrift store, there's a great chance that she'd still be there. And it's in Texas, so it's probably on land where we murdered a bunch of natives, took it from them. So maybe there is a portal to hell through the spiritual connection. And of rightfully the so. You would be a demonic spirit as well. I do that in regular life, so yeah, hell yeah, when I cross over, I'm looking forward to that. Perfect. <laughs> And the and she shot herself. We know that she shot herself with one bullet. One round, yeah. There was more than... He hallucinated that he saw more than one bullet. I would imagine... So that is something I sort of want to unpack, too, because I don't know what that could mean. See, I think it's the it's the, the, the other casings, the other shells, you know? Mm. Like, even if it's a revolver, she's got six in there. If it's, you know, a, a, a nine millimeter, there's, you know, ten. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that... Those are probably the leftovers, you know, because mm-hmm. she didn't need those. She's probably still got them with her in the afterlife. What do you do with a gun when you're a demon? You're like, yeah, I don't need this anymore, you know. Like, and then it disappears. Yeah, it's like a toothpick when you you got a baseball bat handy. You're like, eh, I got an upgrade. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think that those are probably you know her leftovers. And it makes me think that that thrift store knows about that too, because if these are two people's stories and they're disconnected in real life, like they don't know one another. And that's two stories of a similar situation. The thrift store people got to know about it. I think in this particular situation, last story, we didn't know the location. No. But here we've got a town. Mm -hmm. We've got a location. We've got a good story about it. 
I say we, we give them a call and we say, hey, what's the deal? Do you have a ghost there? Have you guys encountered a ghost? Do they have a phone number posted that we can we can get in touch with these people? Yeah, I think we could do that. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. So let's reach out to them. Mm-hmm. All right, so I, I hit pause and we did some digging on this Keeling, Texas thrift shop. And it's, it's on the most haunted place top 13 most haunted places or something yeah yeah it's on a little listicle of texas places um but yeah uh we've seen some pictures of it they weren't circular racks it appears they might have upgraded i mean you never know you never know um but this is yeah this is the place they they provided the street in the story they provided the town and it's real so far and it's friday the 13th so let's call a spook will and ask him about their ghost here we go should I ask for a manager? I think you can ask a regular employee. We can upgrade if necessary, but. Should I just say, what about your ghost? Tell her we were in a. St- just thinking, how can I help you? Hey, uh, my name is Todd, and I was just giving you a call um, because it's Friday the 13th, and I was just reading about a ghost story in your thrift shop. Do you know anything about that? Wow. I don't know if you had like a minute or two, but I, I was just like super interested. There was, I, I heard that there was like a, like a demon girl or something? No, no demon girl. <laughs> um, there is, when it used to be a Hastings, there uh, was a woman who shot herself inside our foyer. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we were reading about that. Did, did, yeah, did um, she still hang around? She was having... Huh? Did she still hang around? Not that I've seen or heard. Oh wow. Have no. you have um, you seen anything yourself? No, I haven't, no. Oh, do you know the story of the, the girl and, and how that kinda happened? I don't know, I heard I don't know if it's on Google or not, but I heard that she was having um men trouble or something like that and it was raining one day and when it was hasting she came inside Hastings and shot herself in the head. That's crazy. Men are pretty awful, so <laughs> I mean, it's awful, yeah, but uh, yeah. they also said it used to be a farm, farmland back back in the day, and that's why, you know, they say, we call the ghost Henry. Henry? Everyone, Hen- yeah, everyone calls the ghost Henry, but I mean, I haven't seen anything. What did, what's the story everyone behind Henry? Real, so. Yeah. What's the story about Henry, behind Henry? She's asking. Uh, my supervisor said that if you want to know the story about Henry, you have to come to the store. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, I'm in thrift stores a lot, so that's maybe something we could do. But uh, thanks for taking the time to fill us in on this, and uh, happy Friday the 13th. You have a nice day, okay? Happy. You too, thank you. All right, bye. We just got this nut cracked open, we got buddy. The scoop. Okay, so the Demon Girl story... No demon, but I would, I mean, if I was trying to get people to come into my store, too, I would be like, we don't have a demon. We have ghosts. Yeah. Not a demon. I still think it's a demon, but she's like, no, I don't know. But the the suicide is confirmed. Yeah. Uh, Man, that was, I like that she asked the supervisor. She's like, yeah, what's the story with Henry? We have to track down the story on Henry and his farm in Killeen, Texas. So I think for next week's Spook Will... Uh, I'm gonna look up Henry, and we're gonna we're gonna find out about Henry. We've got our own mystery to unravel. We are 
we're Scooby-Doing this. We'll Scooby-Doo the hell out of next week. Yes, this is going to be a good, good time. Uh, well, kudos to whoever that was. Well, thank you to the thrift store in Killing, Texas. Also, thank you to the musical guest, Halloween. You can check out... I was in between there. Halloween, halloween.bandcamp.com. They're from New Zealand. That track was called Bart Simpson, and it was dope as shit. So I want to give a thanks to them. Also a thanks to Steve Barris, Alternate Reality, the theme to our show for many reasons. Check out Steve, Steve stevebarris.bandcamp.com, B-E-R-E-S. That's how you spell Barris. And what an episode this has been. What a twist at the end there. We had a mini episode, R.L. Spine. We had a confirmation of the ghost stories in Killeen, Texas. And we're just getting started. Happy Saturday the 14th, everybody. Super spooky. Spooky. See you next week. Well-